welcome to the Brand Clarity Podcast, hosted by Visions to Images and Susie Libertor. The Brand Clarity Podcast highlights several different topics, including entrepreneurship, franchises, and digital marketing trends. Visions to Images helps corporations and franchises with their branding, website, paid advertising, and digital marketing. Hello, everybody. Today, I have Nicole McIntyre with Coco Forte, and she's an emerging franchise owner, franchisor. And I really love, I mean, I'm looking at her website right now, and it's all about desserts, and I'm loving the pictures. Makes me want some. But I'm loving that she's woman-owned and is been in business for 11 years and now is looking to franchise. So I'm excited to have her on. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. So tell me how you got started in this industry. Actually, I started in the industry as a teenager. I worked at the local flea market at a concession stand when I was in high school. I worked there on weekends and I would travel with the um, with the company that managed the concessions as well. But that's how I started in the industry, but my career, you know, as I grew up was in retail management and residential management until my husband and I started this particular business as a hobby out of a 10 by 10 tent. We went to different communities, um, community events and served handed cheesecake on a stick. Awesome. Now you have built this amazing company, right? So now you're doing, you have like a food truck, you do event catering. Tell us more about that. Yes. Yeah, so we have a mobile unit. It's a trailer, six by 12 trailer. And out of the unit, we do serve our handed cheesecakes. It's all vanilla New York style cheesecake and put it on a stick. It stays nice and cold and we dip it in chocolate and fruity flavors with added toppings. We um, serve that from our mobile unit and then we serve our cheesecakes as a whole cake of 12 slices online uh, through our website for local delivery. Amazing. So there's two different ways that people can really get involved. And then you can do catering as well? Yes, we do large order drop-off catering. Uh, most of our clients are in the medical field and corporate world. Oh, cool. That's great. What kind of challenges have you ran into being in, in business over the years? Well, the first challenge originally was driving a food truck. I had no idea how to hitch a truck and trailer, how to turn on a generator, and how to even drive on a highway. So that was a learning curve. It was a lot of tears. There was a lot of confidence building. <laughs> but my husband had, he was so supportive and he taught me everything when it came to all that mechanical stuff. Going out to events, networking, serving customers, all of that was a natural part. But with growth comes pains, usually as, you know, an entrepreneur. And we did, we did go through some pains. What kind of pains did you go through? Anything like specific? That well, I guess all those things that you have to learn outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about marketing earlier, learning how to market, using tools for marketing, and also what is the best way to market specifically for your brand. So that was painful. And to get through that pain was experiencing um, doing things ourselves, going overboard by making social media posts three times a day that was still fresh and new and 
Uh, yeah, at one point we were doing three posts a day, That's five okay. days a week, <laughs> just to make sure that, you know, we were present. And then also reading and learning about, you know, the industry and how it's how it's changing. Some pain points were even understanding the the accounting mechanics of our business, you know, understanding what is an expense and even breaking the expenses down to what is truly a supply, what is truly a cost of goods and how is it applied to our bottom line net profit. And we had to do experiencing, we had to do some making mistakes or go through mistakes to to learn more about the best way to understand the data within our accounts. Uh, Another pain point was um, just kind of expanding our clientele diversity. We went from a tent where we're serving the public at community events and they have so many other options there and people not really knowing your brand to serving out of a food truck, which brings a different type of experience to the customer and understanding that you're serving a different caliber of customer and what they expect from a food truck. One point we were in a a food hall, a very high-end food hall, and we had to transition again of understanding how to not just serve those eaters, I guess you would say, or that customer, but um, also how to market to that customer because marketing to that customer is going to be different than marketing to a food truck customer. At a food hall, the customers are coming to you or driving to you at a a permanent location, whereas a mobile unit, they're following you wherever you are. Sometimes you're going to their location, their home community or their where they work. And then, you know, even online, drop-off catering of one cake versus drop-off catering for a hundred servings or more are two different customers, two different types of marketing strategies. You know, at some point when we're building in our business, we can't know it all. If we lay out the foundation of how we know to serve that type of clientele, then, you know, if we can translate that to whichever third party we're working with, they'll be able to translate, you know, our wants and needs to, you know, helping us market correctly. Yeah, it seems like you have a lot of different audiences, not only just for your area, but I mean, even talking about the franchisees and how to bring those leads in. I mean, there's many different people that you need to be hitting and targeting, right? And so, and that's not, if you don't know those kind of things, it's hard to do for sure. And, and marketing is ever-changing, as you know. So, like, there's so yeah. much going on. Five posts a day or, or three posts a day, I, I couldn't even imagine. Like, I don't even do that many. So, you live and you learn, right? And that's why you need always trusted advisors in your seats for all of the areas in your business, whether that is marketing, attorney, CPAs, all of those things. And it's hard to find good, trustworthy people if you don't know them. And we're in an online world where we can find people And then we think they're great and then they don't fulfill. So it's tough. And I really like the idea of saying that you've made mistakes. I mean, I'm sure you don't like making mistakes. Nobody really does. But it's part of an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. I was talking with my therapist a couple of weeks ago and was like, I have this business idea that I want to launch, but I'm scared. 
And she was like, what's the worst that can happen, right? Like, and we went down and we broke down specific ideas and strategies of, I mean, she's not a business coach, but she was like, well, Susie, let's look at it like this. And I was like, oh, and so like, if we make a mistake, we learn from it and we move on. It's not always like the end of the world, but we, we hold on to these things and then we don't fulfill our best needs, right? And so that's kind of, I mean, it's okay to make mistakes. And that's kind of what I'm putting my mind into as a business owner to keep growing. I'm not going to always have the right answers. I'm going to make mistakes. My vendors are going to make some mistakes, but we have to pull through and make sure that we can really communicate with one another. And then the other thing is always doing a cost analysis, right? So whatever that looks like for you, it doesn't have to be marketing. It can be anything. I'm not good with accounting. I'm not good with numbers. I will be the first to tell you like, that's not my forte at all. However, the more I look at things as I grow my company, I'm like, do we really need this? Is this a return on investment? And it might be for marketing that I'm asking myself or or software, et cetera, right? So I really look at marketing for myself and for my clients. Like, are these things working? Okay, if they're not, why not? Do we need to adjust it? How do we adjust it and why, right? Like, what is our goal? It's always about what our goal is. And how do we adapt it? So I love that you touched on those pieces. They're all very important. Yes. Yes, they are. So tell me about your franchising. Like I know you're in the, in the beginning stages of really kind of developing plans and strategy. So tell me where you're at and how you're achieving these goals. So we got our FDD in December, 2021. It actually took a little bit of building confidence in our brand for me personally to get us to that to that point because when i originally sought out to franchise and understand how to what it means to franchise the few people that i spoke with did not give me very much confidence in that it's something that i could do for myself they did say that you know you need at least a half a million in liquid assets and then also half a million to a million in, in sales revenue. So that just seemed so unattainable to me at the time. I kind of went back to the drawing board. And from there, we actually licensed our brand to two local business ladies that were here. They had uh, cake businesses and they wanted to get into the food truck industry. So we partnered with them. And that relationship went very well. They were very successful and they were able to expose a lot of customers in our area to their products and menu and still serve our products, you know, that customers were familiar with. And once we saw, you know, the the good and the bad or the, okay, we can take this and maybe leave that situations from our licensing relationship. We were able to understand then what it would take to franchise um, and to have franchisees. So when the pandemic hit in 2020, we did offer both the licensees an opportunity to get out of their contracts since we still own the assets. By doing so, you know, they didn't have to worry about all the booking events that were being canceled, you know, if they were still going to be able to pay for their assets. Although the, you know, a lot of huge major holiday events and catering opportunities were being canceled, we did get an influx of private events. 
which really held us through the pandemic, being able to serve customers that had smaller groups and they wanted to be outside. And that came later on in 2020. Um, But that was kind of during the time when we were starting to set the foundation for franchising. By the end of uh, 2021 in December is when our FDD was finalized. That's amazing. SDDs are hard and a pain. So it's good that you got it finalized because that's I've it's it's a hassle. <laughs> so we're actually getting a new one drawn up right now, too. <laughs> you just have to keep adjusting, right? So, yeah. But it's it's important to take those steps when you really start to franchise. Hey there, I want to interrupt this episode with a quick message. If you're listening to this podcast episode and want to learn about branding your franchise or small business, then go to brandingbridge.com. That's branding-bridge.com. So I have two questions left for you, and I meant to ask you this one earlier. What makes you unique, your company? Our company is unique as a franchise opportunity because, first, we're mobile. and I feel that being mobile is another step in the game of creating your own hours and having control of how you work and your freedom. Not only are we mobile, we serve one type of product and that product can be, you know, served in many different ways without having to have too much uh, inventory on hand. And then also we have a different way of moving as a food truck. We're more on the professional and luxury end, but yet fun side of the food truck industry where we partner with our hosts that invite us to come and serve their communities or their properties. The The partnership is more of an agreement to do certain types of marketing to help us uh, get to a certain type Uh, or a certain amount of sales goals while we're there. We also don't saturate our market by going to the same areas in the same place every week, every month even. Um, We have a strategy around that. Although we are a food truck, we are a simple business. We are, you know, I came from the retail and corporate world. So I am driven by data and understanding sales. And that really is the backbone of how we would be able to help franchisees um, create more value year after year. That's amazing. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for sharing. So my last question is, what is your best advice for somebody who wants to become a franchisor or start off in the franchising? Like they have a company and they're ready to get going for franchising. What would you give them? What I I normally tell I actually, I do free business consulting for a a lot of local ladies here in our area. And I'm either being asked, you know, how do we get started business or how do we start a franchise? And number one, I just tell them my experience getting into, you know, franchising. As a franchisor, there is not the same amount of information out there as there is for franchisees. So we have to work a little bit harder in trying to find out how our brand can fit that wheel. But what I would recommend is using YouTube University to search franchises that you find are similar to maybe your brand 
and just see what they're doing. Start pulling out some keywords that you think would help you search for a you know particular information. You're going to want to look for a franchise attorney, not the attorneys that are also brokers, but the franchise attorneys that are for businesses to get your trademark, build your FDD and your franchise agreement. If you need a little bit more handholding, I would definitely suggest joining the IFA. They have courses to become a certified franchise executive, which I took myself and I was pinned February of this year, 2023. So I'm also a certified franchise executive. When you go to the conferences with the IFA, that's where you'll meet you know, a lot of people. You'll be able to network. You'll learn so much in those sessions there. You'll have, you'll have a lot of time when you come home going back through all that information and researching there. The best thing that I could have done to get into franchising was really joining the IFA. Yeah, that's a powerful one. They have a lot of tools and resources for sure. And they um, have these great events. Um, Yeah, they're perfect. They're great. So that's great to recommend. Um, And all the other stuff is just as important, right? But they're really going to help you and get to where you need to be. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. If anybody wants to get in touch with you, how can they do that? They can email me at support at CocoForteFranchise.com. Coco is spelled like the cocoa bean, C-O-C-O-A-F-O-R-T-E Franchise.com. All right. Or connect with me on LinkedIn, Nicole McIntyre. Perfect. Sounds great. Thanks so much. Thank you, Susie. Thank you everybody for listening in on today's brand clarity episode with Susie Libertor. Two things. First and foremost, please, if you liked this episode, please subscribe and leave some positive reviews. Also, don't forget to sign up or stop sending your customers to the competition and get my insider secrets to compelling branding that converts. You can find that at branding-bridge.com. It's a free workbook for you to check out right now all of the branding techniques and strategies that I use for my paying clients.